As a thankful recipient of many, many skincare products over the years, I've learned to discern what is naturally actually activating my skin to rebalance and recalibrate on its own. That's what your skin is meant to be doing, and it keeps getting disrupted by all these choices that we make. So, when the founder and creator of Herbal Face Food reached out to me, I was all ears. I didn't know why at first. It turns out that Herbal Face Food is the most potent antioxidant skincare line on the market today, period. The raw plant ingredients in each of their products are never processed, never manipulated with synthetics or emulsifiers. These anti-aging botanicals are combined with the most precious plant concentrates, and they have changed my skin. Here's how. I'm going to talk about two of the products, the Herbal Face Food Serums and the Cream. The serums contain powerful phytoenzymes and antioxidants. These are activated and infused into your tissues. They hydrate and increase the resiliency of your skin, and they feel like they're plumping up your face. I use Serum 1 daily. I use Serum 2 when I'm tired and I need extra firming for my skin. And I use the X, which is also known as the Cure, for a small patch of rosacea that flares up every now and again, which you cannot see because of these products. When you feed your skin with herbal face food, you will feel real live ingredients at work. An activating flush, an invigorating tingle, some warmth, all of these are evidence of your skin healing at the cellular level and years of damage reversing. The cream is the most potent moisturizer I've ever tried, and I've tried them all. I live in the high desert. This cream contains 102 of the world's most powerful anti-aging botanicals and is also the world's first and only edible SPF <laughs> with a protection rating of SPF 50+. Plus. And this is accomplished 100% by plant power. And you can expect intense hydration, soothing for your tired skin. You can expect to see inflammation calmed and rebuilding of elasticity so your complexion looks and feels more smooth, and more radiant. Herbal face food is not plant-based. It's plant-powered. It has the highest rating on the ORAC anti-aging scale. ORAC means oxygen radical absorbance capacity. I never knew what that meant before. Highest, over 30 million on that scale. By contrast, vitamin C in skincare rates under 100,000. Herbal face food is using all post-consumer recycled materials and packaging. They use glass and aluminum, which is super easy to recycle as well. The products and packaging are 99% free of plastics. They contain no ingredients that involve the destruction or harm of any plant, animal, or marine life. These are 100% plants only, these products. These active concentrates are coming from the seeds, the fruits, the leaves, or the flowers of the plants only. These products have been a complete revolution for me. I know that you will love the way your skin looks and feels after using it even for just a day or two. And the best part is that Herbal Face Food has offered us, you, my community, a code to receive 20% off forever, ever. The code is capital E-L-E-N-A 20. Once again, that's my name in all caps, ELENA2020. The site is herbalfacefood.com. The code is all caps ELENA20. It's not just your first purchase, it's any purchase. You will love these products, and I am so grateful 
herbal face food for the change that you have made in my life. Thank you. Welcome to the Practice You podcast. My name is Elena Brower. Together, we'll explore and enjoy content and conversations around mastering transitions. In our relations, our wellness, our careers, our families, and especially in our missions and visions. You are invited to learn and love and listen with me. Welcome to Practice You. Welcome back to the podcast. I have one of my dearest friends, one of my first inspirations, and probably the best thing I've ever done for my professional life on with us today. Gabby Bernstein is here with me. And Gabby, I love you and I thank you for everything that you have done in your life that has changed mine. Welcome to the podcast. Right back at you. Right back at <sighs> you. And by the way, Elena, you have yes. good, good podcast voice. Oh, thank you. Thank you. Welcome back, everybody. Sounded really good. (laughs) It's my, it's really my favorite medium. I, I, you know, I don't want to, I sort of do want to say it out loud, but I don't. It's, it's my favorite part of the week. Yeah. Go girl. To record. It's so lovely. So Gabby, uh, many, many years ago, you stared me down when I was addicted to pot and you told me that I, if I was going to be doing God's work, there was really no place for getting stoned in yeah. my life. Yeah. It, uh, it changed everything for me and it stuck with me like glue until it was probably about a year and a half later when I finally called it quits, gave you a call and said, I'm, I'm quitting. I'm done. I'm doing it quietly. I'm not going to go to any meetings or anything. I'm just going to see what I can do on my own. I don't know what else to do. And you said, I am here for you. No matter what, I'm right here. I proceeded to do 40 days in your May Cause Miracles book, and I quietly did it. I didn't announce that I was getting sober until probably a few months in. And those 40 days of just creating with myself, of um, joining myself in an effort to heal myself was one of the most profound periods of my life. I will never stop thanking you for it. And I believe firmly that that sort of very practical approach to sobriety which, I mean, you don't even necessarily mean for it to be a sobriety book, but May Cause Miracles, it's a bestseller, and it turned out to be the biggest gift of my life. I would love for you to just fill in my listener on your story, how it all began, how you got from being you know, a PR person to a real leading light in the world, and you know, talk a little bit about your books. I, I'd love to hear what's on your heart at this moment. First of all, I love, I remember now, I just, you just reminded me of when you were taking yourself through the Make Cause Miracles 40 day practice and just sharing about it publicly. And I just remember how beautiful that was. And I mm. also just, sometimes when you, as an author, you forget what you write because I've been writing a book a year for seven years. <laughs> well, seven wow. books in eight years, let's call it that way. Okay. So right. I sometimes just write the book and then I'm on to the next project and I forget what I did and I forget what came through. And I actually had the privilege of teaching Make Cause Miracles last weekend at a workshop because I just randomly decided that a year ago that that would be the theme of my 
about a weekend program. And it reminded me of how much I needed it. So, so I'm glad mm-hmm. that you brought it up again because all of my work is about reprogramming, reframing, and realigning. So the spiritual path that I have been on has been a path of having had detoured into a lot of fear and darkness and addiction in my youth and getting sober at 25 years old was the catalyst for my spiritual practice and spiritual and and identifying myself as a spiritual teacher because I allowed that bottom to be, as Rumi would say, the wound is the place where the light enters you. So I allowed that bottom to be the the place where the light entered. Mm. And that was the beginning for me. And I've, I've thankfully had many additional bottoms throughout my life that have continued to up level me as a spiritual teacher and as a human being. And I, and I say that, I say that really, really seriously, I'm grateful for the bottoms. And so I've, I've identified that every experience of my life is an opportunity to grow more and heal more and deepen my faith in a higher power. And then in the same breath, bring that light with me wherever I go and express what I'm going through in a, in a easy to digest way that people can demystify spiritual principles so that they can identify and establish a spiritual connection of their own understanding. It's and the heart of what you've done for me. Exactly that. Mm. Mm. And you do it. What's, what's incredible and notable is that you do it powerfully, quietly. You don't have to you don't have to shout it out. You, you have one post, you have one message, you have one weekend, even just in your books alone. There's so much feeling because you have been there yourself. There is nothing fabricated about the work that you do. And that's why I've stuck close to you all this time. You know, I think that you and I share that common feeling, which is that if it isn't real, it can't be shared right? Because, yeah. and I really, really know that you really stand by this. I know you do. That if it isn't locked in, authentic, and truthful, then go home. <laughs> <laughs> because for yeah. me, it feels safer to be vulnerable. It feels safer to tell the truth. It feels safer to be authentic. Yeah. And whenever I, and I think that's truly been the key to my uh, my career success has been just being real because really all the world wants is your authenticity. That's all the world wants. And the most, what true confidence is someone who is truly themselves. Mm-hmm. A truly confident person is someone who is genuinely, authentically real. And that I see through you with all that you do. And I think I would even take it a step further and say that someone who's authentically real and who doesn't necessarily share every single nuance of yep. what's happening. Yep. yep. There's a level of professionalism, yep. even when you're sharing your darkest moment. Yes. You know, it means a lot to me that you're saying this because I'm actually working on a new live event that'll be like an annual thing. It's called Spirit Junkie Live. And it's like a bonus to my Spirit Junkie digital course. It's this like mm-hmm. very exciting one day event. And I was like, if I'm doing one day for people who are spiritual entrepreneurs, like what do they need? What do they want? And it's a day on confidence. And the big theme and topic is about being authentic and vulnerable, but also knowing when not to be. 
Okay. And just being professional. Correct. And also knowing when it may still be too close to home to share. For instance, uh, four years ago, I remembered uh, childhood trauma. Like I had a dissociated memory that I had lost that returned when I was 36 years old. And the teacher part of me within like a month of my recovery was like, I need to save every traumatized woman in the world, you know, and wanted to go out there and just like talk about what I was doing to heal. And my EFT coach at the time said to me, way too soon, Gab, way too soon. You know, she was like, this is not your time to talk. You were too in the weeds with your recovery. So that's another thing to be conscious of as anyone who feels that they have an empowering message to share in the world. The most important thing is just know, know when the time is ripe and ready to share and make sure that you are grounded in what you're sharing. The integration critical. Yeah. It's interesting because a lot of the work, the great work that you've done, uh, as far as I'm concerned, is teaching people how to own their story, share their story, and really make it be a part of who they are and how they're getting their work out into the world. So thank you for that refinement. Totally. Make sure it's integrated. And so May Cause Miracles, let's talk about your other books. What are your, let's name your three favorites. I think that... The favorite, all-time favorite book of mine is probably The Universe Has Your Back. Not probably, is my book, The Universe Has Your Back. We have over half a million readers throughout the world. Mm -hmm. And it is, uh, it, 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 it's a book that I wrote while I was healing from that remembrance of my tra childhood trauma. So I was yeah. in a really dark place. Actually, my whenever I'm writing in a dark place, it's always a really good book. <laughs> um, I was in a really dark place with a lot of light coming in writing that book healed me. So I know that's why it has healed so many others because it healed me to remind myself of what this, of the spiritual faith that I have known to be real. As you write, as you to teach is to learn. So as I wrote and wrote and wrote and wrote, I just constantly was having to live the practices and remind myself of what was true. So that became a book that I, that I know has saved a lot of lives and really served a lot of people. Uh, probably the other one that's a that's a big classic Gabby book is Spirit Junkie, which was my a memoir I wrote at 28. When like little did I know, now now 11 years later that, that there was a lot more life to live. Than yeah, but you had lived a lot at 28. I had you lived had a lot. Lived a yeah. lot. But a that's lot. sort of like a sober memoir, and that's a book that I would recommend to anybody on the path of, of addiction recovery because it talks a lot about codependency and drug addiction and how God can replace the addiction and or you know higher power whatever you believe in so that book has served and and then i have and then i have a new book actually i have i have i have other books as well like add more into your life and, and miracles mm -hmm. now and mm -hmm. judgment detox was a really powerful book uh, I, I recommend that often you know yeah I, I have to say that the spirit junkie was critical for me at a very certain time because it gave me and this is uh, i think for the listener who may or may not know gabby super well the thing about gabby is that early on before any of this was cool like really put the highlighter pen on this gabby was talking about spirit capital s she was talking about god or your conception of god whatever your higher power happens to be 
she was talking about this before it was de rigueur mm -hmm. and it's scary at the time, I remember it was scary for me to read about it because my only conception of that was sitting in temple and shul and listening to God, the almighty, you know, either finding mercy or not right. <laughs> in the stories that we were hearing. And I didn't, I, I wanted so badly to have a connection, but I didn't. And reading your work, it's so crazy. Like here we are reading your work gave me permission to talk about that in my own work. And at the time I'd already been teaching for a number of years, yoga mm -hmm, and meditation. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. So that I think is a very uh, noteworthy aspect of your work Take as it well. In. Yeah. Thank you. Thank you. Yeah. Judgment detox though, I think for, for anyone listening today is something to look at. We are all walking around balls of judgments mm -hmm. all the time, just mm -hmm. full of judgments. And I think they're, was a lot of fearlessness and honesty and bravery that you uh, you summoned to create that work, that book. Yeah, that book's a cool book. Uh, it's a book for the willing, I say. You know, it's not a book for someone who's not interested in self-help or spiritual principles. It's like, <laughs> this is a book for folks that are ready to rock and roll and go bigger and mm. up level, right? So that's the intention behind that book and that practice. And, and then they have a book coming out and soon called super attractor which i gotta get you a galley of that book you and, too. uh super attractor is kind of like the next step to, to the universe has your back so oh, whether you've read the universe has your back or not doesn't matter but it's um it's it's taking from kundalini and of course in miracles and abraham hicks and and my own spiritual daily practices of getting into alignment it's a book all about alignment. It's a book about being, living in the best feeling thoughts and emotions that you can. And once again, writing that book healed me because yeah. it's always needing that, right? So. Yeah. Mm -hmm. It's nice to be able to give to people these very concrete practices, which is what each one of your books offers. And I think there's something really valuable in that. It doesn't, it doesn't always translate and your, your practices are always real and they always translate for me. It's mm. just so simple, little tiny actions. Mm -hmm. Yep. I think that's the yep. biggest message is that you don't have to do it all overnight, that small steps can get you to where you need to be. Yeah. I just like five minutes ago recorded a little IGTV about a minute and a half long about this, mm. just small mm -hmm. daily actions. Mm -hmm. So the Spirit Junkie Masterclass has been a massive shift for me in my business. I remember sitting with you the first time you were telling me about it and you were, you know, offered me a seat at the live event and you said, you know, I'd love for you to help share this message with the world. Mm. I took the class online. I sat in at the live event. I then, you then asked me to present at the live event, which was out of control, one of the best days of my life. And the masterclass has turned out to be this epic odyssey for many of us who wanted to be able to own our story, who wanted to be able to see all the blocks that we were ourselves erecting in front of our own prosperity and self-worth. We wanted to be able to have a real impact and, and share whatever it is that has touched us more broadly with the people we love and with their people that they love. And you, I don't know how you did this, but you managed to put it all together into a virtual class with several 
luminaries teaching who have up-leveled so many of our businesses, thousands of us, tens of thousands of us every single year. And I'm curious to know where the idea came from for the Spirit Junkie Masterclass and how this too, I'm sure, has changed your concept of what's possible in your life. Yep, yep. So, so about six years ago, I started noticing that my readers and students were coming to me, whether live or an email, and saying, oh my God, I've been on the spiritual path now and I'm having such an awakening and I'm feeling so moved and I want to carry the message. I want to bring these principles into my career. I want to make it my career or I want to uh, teach my, my law firm how to meditate or just really people feeling the call to be leaders to teach, to serve, to share, and to step in confidently to the work that they wanted to do in the world, but in a way that was spiritually aligned. And I got very, very clear pretty quickly, actually, when I was sitting on a yoga mat in a Kundalini yoga teacher training, and I was watching Yogi Bhajan video, and he said, I'm not here to create disciples. I'm here to create teachers. Mm. And And I heard that, and I said, that's it. That's what I'm here for. I am I'm not here to create disciples. I'm here to create teachers. So that day I wrote down in my notebook, Spirit Junkie Masterclass. And it became a movement of thousands of people who have come through this training. Mm. It was originally shot live in the room with my, myself leading most of it and then luminaries like yourself and Jay Shetty and uh, just you know, Derek Halpern, just amazing people from the fields of spirituality and, and social media and marketing. And what it, what it really is intended to do is help spiritual people become more business-minded so that they can bring their spiritual principles out into the world in a bigger way. Mm-hmm. And folks that are in, in business bring more spirituality into their business. Ah. The main way to speak about this training is that it's designed to inspire others by doing what inspires you. So if you feel that call that says, I don't know how or why, or I am already doing it, or I don't know what I'm doing, but I want to bring spirituality into the work that I do in whatever form. You could be a lawyer. You could be a yoga teacher. You could be a doctor. I have lots of psychiatrists. I have lots of lawyers, lots of lawyers that come through masterclass. I have hairdressers that come through masterclass, lots of life coaches and yogis and and, and folks who are self-identified spiritual people that want to bring forth their spiritual principles in a way, but that's also abundant for them. Because when we decide to teach from a place uh, or lead or, or serve, and we want to make it our profession, there's a big myth that shows up for people, which is that it's not spiritual to charge for my work. And that myth is busted in the Spirit Junkie Masterclass. It's completely busted. The belief system of, of owning your power, stepping into your purpose, earning abundantly for the work that you do and trusting that when you earn abundantly for the work that you do, you can make an even bigger impact on the world. So mm. that's, that's how it all began. And it has become, it has definitely become a movement, my friend. It has spawned very beautiful businesses. It has spawned people going, you know, from food stamps to six figures. It's gone, you know, people people leaving careers at big fashion magazines to go become life coaches or people bringing the principles into their into their banking jobs so it's just it, my intention is just to create 
an environment where people can gain the confidence to trust that they have an important message to share and to be abundant doing it. And to teach them all the principles that would help them to do that. So the things like holding space, remembering the work is never actually about us. It's about the work. Remembering mm -hmm. that, mm -hmm. you know, your healing, as you said before, is actually your message. It's your lesson. Yeah. It's your teaching. Uh, one of the best, because uh, I've gone through this now at least three times, the, my module six is my favorite because it, and I've listened to this one more than three times. It's the way that you talk about marketing. It's not dissimilar to what Seth Godin says, weirdly, about marketing being a way to fill a need, to help. Yeah. To, yeah. to it's different from advertising in that it has inherently, it has soul to be a good marketer because you're filling, you're helping somebody, you're, you're, you're providing aid where there is a need. Yep. Yep. Um, the, the section with Jordan was great. Um, you had a couple, a deep dive publicity Q and A that was awesome that I watched a couple times already. Um, mm -hmm. even the part about how to create and then promote a book appropriately. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And then the message, the worksheets where we get to sort of refine our message that who else yeah. is doing nobody else is doing that yeah and what's cool about masterclass is that it's an eight module course but what's most it's, it's a digital course mm -hmm. with eight modules mm -hmm. and it was shot live and the live part so many people feel that they've missed so this year when we this year when it when anyone joins the digital course they get a full day live event with me called spirit junkie live that's the bonus gift so that's oh, wow that's rocking yeah it's gonna be awesome um but the digital course is an eight module course and it's equal parts personal growth and spirituality as it is business and that's actually probably what makes it most unique it's not this is not a course just on how to market your work or right. make money and it's not just a course on personal growth it's a course on how to own, to, to release your fear stories, to transcend your limitations and, and disbelief and, and gain your confidence and to really, and to step into your power fully. And then the other element is how to be abundant doing the work that you are called to do. Yep. So yep. yeah, that both. There's a mm -hmm. level of competency that I've gained uh, from going through this course many times. And, and once you have it, if you're listening and you're curious about it, once you have it, once you've made the investment and you have the masterclass, you get to watch it as many times as you like. And Gabby, yes. you're adding content every year. Yes, we always add and there's always, and so if you're, if you're an alumni, you can always have an invite back to do the Spirit Junkie Live event as the bonus. So, you know, there's ways to stay. And the other thing that we added this year is that every month we have expert teachers, you'll be one next year. We have expert teachers come on and do a Facebook Live and teach on the facebook facebook group yeah. so the facebook group is a huge part of what uh the service of this tra of this training because yeah. there's monthly additional trainings on top of the you know 30 hours of content that you get or whatever it is yeah. so i'm psyched i'm coming yeah. in in october we just set the date yeah, Mama. yeah i can't wait bring I it actually on can't bring wait. It on. i get that's the kind of thing i get nervous about huh. like please that's please funny. may i please god may i please provide some sort of value to this crew. These are people that know so much and that are so eager. Oh my God, of course you'll provide major value. Good grief. Um, okay, so the fun part of the masterclass for me uh, is when, the first time I ever took it, is when you got into how to hold space. 
and this is sort of the last thing I wanted to address. You do this with such care and, and efficiency. You step onto the stage. I don't know what happens. You're like this magical little elf with, with curls and you're wearing white and I don't know what happens. I, I still haven't been able to put my finger on it. I've been teaching yoga for how many years and still I sat in the live event and you can feel it on the, on the recordings too in the, in the digital course, there is something palpable that happens. I need to know if you have any way of putting that into words, how would you advise someone like myself or anyone listening? What do you do to hold space when you walk into a room like that? And it's, and I can feel you. Yeah. Well, first of all, thank you for the reflection of that. And what I do believe is that we all have unique gifts that we bring forth and we are called to contribute in our own unique ways. My greatest contribution is to hold space for a collective conversation around spiritual development. That is what I'm here to do, period. That's what I came here in this lifetime to be and do. So it's what brings me the most joy, being on a stage with a live audience and holding them in their own journey is what makes me feel the most safe and the most aligned and connected and in spirit and channeling something beyond me. So the answer is it's my happy place. And it's, it's something that while it has always been natural, it is something I have cultivated. And so holding space for a group of people and in any form, whether it's three people in a room or 3000 people in an audience requires a clean energy. It requires clear intention. It requires boundaries, energetic boundaries. So shielding yourself from being a sponge that you don't walk onto that stage and pick up everything that everybody's putting out. And so that you can be a clean and honest teacher. You know, this past weekend I had to teach uh, you know, for a few hundred people and I'm going through healing. I'm in the midst of healing postpartum anxiety. So I didn't sleep the first night and I'm you know, still managing my emotions. And you know, I had to still show up. I'm a teacher, I made a commitment, I had to show up. So that vulnerability and that honesty is another way to hold the space. But at the same time, I had to protect my energy more than ever before because I am so vulnerable right now, right? Yeah. So having the skills to know how to open up but still be protected, and that's something I teach in the training, is how can you open your cloak, be the light, express, be a channel for something higher than you moving through you, and at the same time not be a sponge and not so so be such an empath that you walk off the stage carrying everybody else's stuff. So it's an art. Mm. And it is, it is a balance and it's, a, it's, an, it's an intentional move and it's, it involves prayer and it involves commitment and it involves clarity. And it also involves being, being very uh, conscious of what you're bringing and what you're leaving with. And it's a practice in the end. Yes, it's absolutely a practice. Like, public speaking is my art, mm. right? So like you, teaching yoga is your art. Totally. You have many arts, but that is a form of art that you have. So that's it. I, uh, yeah. I, I appreciate it, especially that module. I think it's module four. Yeah, I talk, about, I talk about how to be a speaker in whatever form that comes for you and how to, how to lead and hold the energy of a group and, and how to teach a meditation or how to 
share an empowering message in a way that feels authentic and not woo-woo and strange, but really aligned. Yeah. I, that was one of the most helpful aspects for me. And I think also for most people who are just deadly afraid of speaking in public for whatever experience they had as a kid, you know, that, yeah. that you broke it down in such a great way in that module. I really appreciate it. So, okay. So every guest on the podcast, I have three questions I ask. They're all the same, always the same. And the first, and they don't have to be long. The first one is, well, we've sort of already answered this. What in your life or in the general sphere of your life needs healing right now? What needs healing in my life right now? Exactly. Uh, I am in deep prayer and devotional intention daily to be fully recovered from postpartum anxiety so that I can sleep well and feel well and feel deeply connected to my son and show up for my husband and feel free in my life. And I want to speak really, really openly about this. If there are mamas out there who have gone undiagnosed, mm. make sure to see a psychiatrist as soon as possible. If you don't have resources, there are many free resources out into the world. Postpartum International is something you can look into. But do not go undiagnosed because it is not, it's a mental health condition. So my deep devotional prayer right now is full recovery from postpartum anxiety soon soon. Teach us what the, your main symptoms were so that some of the mamas listening can Yeah, yeah, yeah. Thank you. Thank you. Um, even though I hate talking about it, but I need to. You're right. Sorry, um, uh, insomnia. Um, uh, very, very weird, like, obsessions over small things. And so many moms will think, oh, well, I'm just a mom. I'm worried. But it's actually not just that, right? So obsessing about which diapers he's going to sleep in and obsessing about how many bottles I'm bringing when I get in the car and the over-obsession. Um, I've seen friends uh, that have had PPA or postpartum depression get very addicted or obsessed with like cleanliness. Or uh, if you find yourself overly obsessing, uh, obviously panic attacks and it, just feeling an overall level of low level of anxiety or a high level of anxiety. If you notice any type of depression or suicidal thoughts, uh, if you feel disconnected from your child, if you feel like you don't recognize your child or afraid of your child, uh, anything that resembles this, even in the slightest way, get ahead of it now and seek psychiatric help immediately. Mm. This is no joke. It's no joke. Ooh. And people don't talk about it. And, and I'm going to continue to talk about it very loudly. No, you have to, because I'm just... I have tears in my eyes remembering this one period of time. I think it was around, he was about six months old. Things mm -hmm. were settling in and I just kind of lost my marbles for a minute. And I thought, yeah. I don't know yeah. who I am. Yeah. Somebody told me to ramp up my intake of omega fatty acids. So mm -hmm. essential fatty acids. So I did that and I got some really good help from a therapist at the time who was willing to sit with me and just walk me through some of the things that I was thinking about. And, oh, it just touched me so greatly to hear what you just said. Thank you. Yeah. Yeah. There's a book, um, Pregnancy and Postpartum Workbook, and it's Cognitive Behavioral Therapy, like a CBT yes. workbook, which would be really beneficial for people. Doing CBT is very helpful for anxiety. Yeah. But sometimes, you know, sometimes don't be ashamed if you need med if you need medication for that period of time because uh, a lot of women, a lot of moms do end up going on medication and uh, it saves their life and it's a and it saves their early days with their baby and lets them connect deeply 
and they can get off with it with grace. I have so. great respect for Western medication. When you need it, you need it. And there's no, that's not, that's a serious thing. It's a serious thing. Chemistry is real. Can't. Yeah. Yeah. Thank you for that. Question two, mm -hmm. what is your favorite view? I think I might know the answer, but let's see. Um, yeah, the, the view outside. Uh, yeah. my, my <laughs> Looking at that wall of glass. <laughs> we, we, we have like this sofa in our dining room that's been <sighs> sitting there because it's actually like an outdoor sofa, but it's been indoors for the winter. And we lie on it because it's the best view of the of the of the sunset. Mm -hmm. And the sofa is about to go outside for the summer. And I just kept saying to Zach, my husband, we need a we need a sunset sofa. Yeah. Like, this is the weirdest place. It's in our dining room. Like there's no reason to have a sofa there, but it's just the best view. So I need my sunset sofa. I was transported yeah. to that dinner that we had with Danny and uh, Michael, looking yeah. out the dining room window, you know, the dining room yeah. wall, and just seeing the yeah. just the movement in that big field behind your house. Yeah. Wow. And the last one, and I might know the answer to this one too, but let's ask you, what does prayer mean to you? Prayer is conscious contact with a higher power of your own understanding. And prayer is how we surrender. Yeah. You've taught yeah. me so much about that, that even just you starting to say the word prayer, I get more tears. Oh, <laughs> I'm such it. a sucker. <laughs> oh, it's so funny. Prayer is saving me right now. Yeah. I'm going to tell you that. I feel it. Yeah. I feel you so strongly right now. Yeah. I'm very proud of you. Thank very you. Very proud of you. And thank you for taking the time today. I know it's a lot. And yeah, this was very healing. And I love you so much. Yeah. And I just want to be around your energy however Same. I can. Same. Same. All right. And I'll see you soon. And I love you very much, G. Love you, Mama. Okay. Thank you, everybody. Bye. Bye. Thank you, AG1, for sponsoring the Practice You podcast. My listener, you've been hearing me talk about AG1 for some time. I think I've been taking it daily for almost three years. 75 high-quality vitamins, minerals, whole food sourced superfoods, probiotics, and adaptogens in one scoop in the morning. The best way to start your day supports your gut health, your nervous system, your immune system, your energy, recovery, focus, and longevity, the conversation of the moment. The taste is delicious. It's suitable whether you eat keto, paleo, vegan, dairy-free, or gluten-free. It contains less than one gram of sugar. No nonsense in here at all. It's a multivitamin that your body will actually absorb. If you are wanting to make an investment in your health and longevity, AG1 costs you less than $3 a day, far less expensive, and definitely less time-consuming than many different supplements. Reclaim your health, arm your immune system with convenient, delicious daily nutrition. And since you listen to the Practice You podcast, Athletic Greens is giving you a free one-year supply of immune-boosting vitamin D and 5 free travel packs with your first purchase. All you have to do 
is go to athleticgreens.com forward slash Elena. Once again, that's athleticgreens.com forward slash E-L-E-N-A. Take ownership of your health, my listener. And thank you, Athletic Greens and AG1.